So it's Tuesday, everybody. You know what that means. It's Tides Tuesday, a recap of week seven. And Julian and I are back. GT Sports Talk presented by Grunt Talks. Julian, what's up, brother? Okay, well, I know we both had tough Sundays, which is not unusual for me. But it's a little unusual for you, especially back-to-back weeks. You're not so used to that. I've been taking beatings the whole season. And the fact that we didn't lose by... More than one possession, I guess, is positive, right? We finally have a game within one possession, although barely still eight points. But, hey, we didn't lose by double digits. At least that's a trend in the right direction, you know. Maybe we'll get a win next week. And maybe the sky is purple. <laughs> well, uh, you guys did hold the Buffalo Bills without a touchdown. You guys did play them very well. So that's a bright spot for you. Good first half, bad second half. But in terms of the Bills, they are – not looking too promising. I know they're five and two, but they are having a, a few weak spots and better clean that up quick. But before we get to the Jets and the Bills, I'm going to take this over and express my severe, and I mean severe, frustration with my football team. I'm going to sound like this, and forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, Jules, forgive me. I know this is funny. I've been a spoiled, rotten Patriots fan for 20 years. <laughs> I am so here for this right now. <laughs> I am a spoiled, rotten Patriots fan. I This is unacceptable. I have never God. in my life seen this team look so lifeless, oh my look God. so bad, and be, oh, two, after six games, be two and four. This is pathetic. I'm disgusted <laughs> with what I saw. And I'm gonna and we're gonna start off with the Patriots game because you know what? I need to to get this off uh off my chest. This game was just absolutely disgusting. San Francisco 49ers were have been injured all season. They don't have their starting running back Mostert. He's out. They don't have their linebacker, Kawan Alexander. He's out. The offensive line has been taking a beating a little bit. They've had some guys come in and out. And what happens? The Patriots get their offensive line healthy. Finally, maybe things will click. The game against Denver, it's out. It's past. But no. Jimmy Garoppolo comes back to Foxborough for the first time since being traded. Oh, by the way, three years to the day that he was traded to the San Francisco 49ers for not even a first-round pick for a second-round pick. Still bugs me to this day. But this game was just disgusting from the get-go. The Patriots offense is non-existent. What offense? It's terrible. Patriots run defense can't stop a nosebleed. Their secondary is being put into bad situations and can't get anything done. Everything with this team is lifeless. Cam Newton looks like I, – I wrote an article today. I don't know if any of you saw it. I wrote it. It was Superman – the article, Superman's – Plant filled with kryptonite. That's what he's playing like. Cam Newton is playing like he has kryptonite in his veins, not not tiger blood. He's playing horribly. That is what is going on right now. I am just saying this. I'm disgusted. And you look at the stats. Jimmy Garoppolo was absolutely sensational for the San Francisco 49ers. 2025, 277 yards. He threw two interceptions, one to McCourty. The other interception was an interception to uh, end the quarter in the first half. But Jeff Wilson, who left the game with a low ankle sprain, 17 carries, 
112 yards, three touchdowns, disgusting. Jermichael Hasty, who the hell is Jermichael Hasty? Nine fifty-seven <laughs> yards, disgusting. The fullback Kyle Uzcheck came back for the first time since he used to play at Harvard. He's a Harvard boy. He used to go to Harvard Yard. He's all about that, guys. Right? Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm not about seeing him get in the damn end zone and score touchdowns against the Patriots. That's exactly what he did. And Brandon Ayuk was absolutely sensational. Six six receptions. Excuse me. 115 yards. Debo Samuel five for 65. George Kittle. It was National Tight End Day. Five receptions, 55 yards. Absolutely disgusting display on the Patriots side. And, oh, you want to talk about the Patriots side? Here we go. Cam Newton, nine for 15, 98 passing yards, three interceptions. He has five picks in the past two games. Pitiful. Jared Stidham, six for 10, 64 yards and an interception. The guy is so incompetent. I can't stand this anymore. The one bright spot I did like, Damian Harris, 10, 10 carries, 58 yards. He looked good. Um, for receiving standpoint, Jacoby Myers was the top receiver for uh, reception, 60 yards. Other than that, it was disgusting. This team is, is so bad. It's disgusting. Patriots are two and four after six games. And it just makes me so irritated how bad this team looks. I, I can't stress it enough that things need to change. I can't stress enough that maybe somebody's got to go. Someone's got to get caught. Someone's got to get caught is right. And but the person who really needs to get caught is Adam Gase. Yes, the guy behind you, yes. And we will get to that. But <laughs> the, th- the fact of the matter is this, is that the Patriots need to figure it out. And this week they're going up against the Buffalo Bills team that did not play well against you guys. But the 49ers, hats off to them. Defense played absolutely outstanding. They were ready. Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he didn't throw a touchdown pass, he was he was very, very good in his return back. Uh, the run game of the 49ers, even without Raheem Mostert, is just absolutely spectacular. And hats off to them. But in terms of my team, I'm disgusted. This is a must win this week. And if not, we got problems. And yours truly might uh, – jump into the Tampa Bay because I'm really getting tired of this nonsense. So, wow, we're going to bring back the Tampa Bay, all this talk before the season. You know, you did come close to potentially seeing Hoyer with the whole Stidham disaster because you know that Stidham's not too great. I think now you've known that for – you've always known that, though. You were just riding high with Stidham before you actually knew you'd have to use him. You wanted to have confidence, but, like, you never really believed in him. No, I didn't. I I, just had I to... knew you did. I could tell. No, no. Come on now. I, I, when, when Cam Newton was let go, I said it. I'm like, we don't have a quarterback right now. This makes perfect <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. And it took them to damn June to get it done. Like, yeah. but I wonder if things would have been better. Like, I think the COVID, uh, from an outside view, um, someone said it. I think Keyshawn or like Damian Woody or something. Maybe Keyshawn, I want to say. He said the COVID's really affected Cammy things because like he was way better before it and like he might not right. be fully recovered from it. I think um, that's definitely valid. I think he's out of sync. I think it really ruins his flow because he was playing really well before that happened. Then he had to miss the practices you saw. Yeah. He just hasn't been in sync lately. Like, things just don't look good. Turnover is holding the ball too long. You guys aren't getting open. It's just like an absolute mess. But you guys 
Still have hope. I'll say you you got to win next week. Obviously, you can't go right. to two and five because that's the catastrophe. No, it's it's point. two and five. Then yeah, that's a death sentence it's, almost. It's, so it, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, most likely not. So, but you know what? The 49ers have been getting themselves back together these last few weeks. They yeah. beat the Rams. They beat you guys. They're trying to say that we shouldn't forget about them despite all the injuries. And I think that they're still gonna be a dangerous team, but they're not in the upper echelon of the NFC anymore. No, means. no, no, they're, no, no, no. They're, they will be a playoff team, though. There's too much talent on that team not to make the playoffs. I think they will make it. They'll probably get a wild card behind Seattle. Maybe they'll finish ahead of the Rams, or the Rams won too. But moving on, Jets, I mean, I couldn't watch any of the games this week, so Bobby's really going to carry the weight here on this show since I was out in about six flags. I'm just going to try to contribute based on soft stats and like a few highlights, basically. So the Jets, you know, I see we're up 10 nothing early. I'm starting to think, what well, could the Jets actually do the unthinkable yeah. and shock the world here and get their first dub against the Bills? Two things come to my mind. I'm like, how is Buffalo looking this bad? And the second thing is, how are the Jets going to blow this game? Because I knew deep down there's no way they were actually going to win it despite being up 10 nothing. Right. So what happens? They go for it on fourth and one in the red area. They get stuffed. The second half after – oh, actually, great thing here. Daryl Loggins actually did something and decided to call the plays like an offensive coordinator is supposed to. But he forgot to call the second half. I don't know what happened. The first half, he actually called a good game. And then it just completely deteriorated. Darnold had two picks, 120 yards. Disgusting day for him. And the chatter just grows more for Lawrence. Denzel Mims, four catches for 40 yards is one thing I took from this that's very positive. He had a very good block from Michael P. Ryan as well. Helped seal that. He dropped to Javius White well back into the end zone. Makai Beckton bullying guys off the field. He even made the corner go out of bounds at one point. Looking like a great pick, one of the few positives from this year. Quinnen Williams, a lot of chatter, but before we continue, Manish, again, got it wrong because the guy's a certified scrub, and he says that the Jets are shopping Quinnen Williams, and then it turns out to be three Jet B reporters say they're not shopping Quinnen Williams shortly after he tweets it because he just tweets nonsense and writes fabricated stories at this point. Well, yeah, I uh, anything <laughs> – um... Mish, Manish says, I, I, I take with a grain of salt. I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth, especially the <clears throat> you date back to the uh, report that the Jets Logan were getting Ryan, Logan Ryan. Bro. But no, the, I, it's just foolishness that the. Um, Why do people still listen to him? It really the, bothers me. I've been wanting to think about this all day. He got his credentials somehow. taken away from the, the NFL. People still think he's credible. Like Lewis Riddick said that, oh, Jets are shopping after seeing that. And then another account that you follow and they break up football stories. I just can't think of it right now. They quoted Manish, too, saying, per Manish, Quinn, the Jets are shopping Quinn. I'm like, guys, cancel Manish. Stop giving him any credit. I mean, the guy's just terrible. He lost his credentials for a reason. I mean, I don't understand why we're still entertaining him. Like, come on now. So the Jets, if they trade Quinn, if they end up trading him, that would be very asinine, in my opinion. We're going to have a big trade deadline show next week, and we'll talk about this more, but... You can't just trade everything for draft picks, Joe. Like, that's not how this is going to work. Like, you've got to keep something here. Like, you can't just trade the entire team and start over. I'm sorry. Quinton Williams is a third pick. Has he perfect? No. Has he lived up to it? No. But you're not going to get the value for him that you got 
that you're selecting them at, no matter what happens. So you might as well see if he can turn it around. And he's playing better this year. He's had his moments. I mean, I don't know exactly what he did last game. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you do. But I know he's been playing much better. He was top 10 in the run and pass grades and stuff. He's had a few sacks this year. So at least we're seeing some signs of life. I'm going to try to see quickly what he did. But here's the thing that gets me. Mims, I think, got targeted zero or one time in the second half. Uh, when Michael Piran gets, like, one carry. Gore still gets 11 carries, although he did outgain him 60 to 39. So he was running well. Okay, I get it. But we don't need to see Gore. Like, I'm just getting sick of this. Like, we need to see Piran. And they have four yards in the second half. Four. That is embarrassing. How do you still have a job after getting four yards in the second half, for Christ's sakes? You have to try to be that bad. After the Michael P. Wright touchdown, the Jets ran 25 plays and got 23 yards, I believe. Or 23 plays to 25 yards. Like, it's, how are you that incompetent? I don't get it. It's, uh, that's pretty uh, disgusting. Um, but in terms of this game, the Jets came out hot. They looked really, really good against the Bills. The Bills look sluggish. Um, and you're seeing that a lot lately, that they're just not playing really good football. They have a team, one of the best defenses in football. Which, okay, and, I mean, that maybe that's why we got and, four yards. But still, and, I don't care how no, good no. the defense is. Like, it's that's, four yards. Like, come on. That's not what – that's <clears throat> what I'm saying is, yeah, all <laughs> together is their defense is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, but their offense has so many weapons, they could beat you so many ways. And it's just – and listen, Josh Allen, um, listen, he, he's been playing good. The first few games he was lights out. I think the past few games he's really taken a step back. And if you look at he, – he was 30 of 43 for 307 against the Jets. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Listen, this is the Jets. You scored no touchdowns. This is I don't. This was a disgusting display. It was disgusting. I didn't even watch it. How bad disgusting. was it? Disgusting. It was bad. It was. They just <laughs> couldn't move the ball. The Jets were doing everything right. Uh, Greg Williams' plan in the beginning looked great, and then it was just field goals. And listen, the Jets. This game was a winnable game for the Jets. They just couldn't do anything in the second half. If they could have, then things. We this yeah. would, we'd be talking I mean, about the we Jets lost by eight points, first still, despite only getting four yards. We somehow only lost by eight points. Yeah, exactly. And you look Crazy. at Josh the Allen. Played well, got to give our boy Greggy some credit. Six, uh, jo- yeah, give him credit. Yeah, he did what he had to do, and he played. They played well, but they just couldn't get it together in the second half. But Josh Allen, eleven carries, sixty-one yards. Zach, that backfield, you never know who's going to carry the ball. Zach Moss, seven for forty-seven. Devin Singletary, 8 for 29. And one thing with Devin Singletary that I'm going to take on this is that he's very inconsistent for my liking. I'm, uh, yeah. he, he has one good game and then two bad games. That's the way it's been going. I don't like what I've uh, been seeing lately. But um, Cole Beasley was the man uh, at one point. Stephon Diggs, he w- Stephon Diggs had six receptions for 48 yards. He had a, on 11 targets. He did get hurt. He didn't miss much time, but he did come back. Cole Beasley was tremendous. 11 receptions, 112 yards on 12 um, targets. Tyler Croft, who had to play tight end because literally every tight end on the Bills, including our buddy uh, uh, Tommy Sweeney, tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, shit. Really? Wow. So, yeah, Tyler Croft got lucky because his wife was having a baby and he wasn't in the building that day. So he was – 
The Bills got so lucky with that, so they got to see what's going on down the road. Dawson Knox, um, Tommy Sweeney, our boy, of course. But everybody seems to be okay. But in terms of this game, when you look at the Jets' stats real quick, I will say Sam Darnold, 12 for 23, 120, 120 yards, two interceptions, still not a good game. Frank Gore took the lead, 11 carries and 60 yards. LaMichael Pirine did score the touchdown for the Jets, 11 carries for 39 yards. Denzel Mims in his first career NFL game, four receptions, 42 yards on seven targets. Not bad. Not bad at all. Braxton Berrios, four for 35. Bashar Perryman got into the action, too, two for 27. Perryman, yeah. Look at that. Where's the other guys? Chris Herndon targeted once. He has no receptions. Chris Herndon's Herndon. dead, can we, bro. Like, can, we, can we put out a missing persons report? Where is bro, Chris like, I'm actually so upset with Chris. Like, honestly, Herndon's, like, the biggest disappointment of the I'm season. I'm upset with Chris, too. And that's saying, like, <laughs> that's saying, like, a lot. I mean, I just don't know what happened to him. I really thought Herndon was going to be the truth, and I thought he had potential to be great, but he's just vanished off the face of the earth. I don't know if it's a Gates issue. I don't know if it's a Herndon issue. It might be everything issue at this point. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't make any sense to me. The Jets have no wide receivers, and they still can't get this to involve somehow. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't. It, 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 it's and bad, he's been yeah. bad, too. He's dropped a few passes. I mean, I think it's just an all-around collectively terrible effort. I just don't know what else to say at this point. It's piss yeah, poor. It's, it's, it's a pretty sticky situation, and that's something to monitor. I mean, we need a tight end next year. We need a tight end now, too. That's well, the well actually, you're in luck because this year's draft class of tight ends is going to be pretty stacked. So yeah, well, we'll see we what we'll see what goes on, but – Here's what we'll do. We'll move on to the next game. We'll go on to the Thursday night game, the Giants and the Eagles. What a crazy, crazy game. This division is arguably the worst division in football, the NFC least. NFL history, maybe. Yeah, it's terrible. It's It's garbage. All teams are terrible. Two, four, and and one, the Eagles lead it. It's it's oh my god. We can see a six win team make the playoffs at that division. I, I'm a, we saw a seven and nine Seattle team in 2010. Are we going to see worse than that? This is crazy. But um, when you look at this game, Daniel Jones, who's 20 of 30 for a buck 87, two touchdowns, one pick. And another thing is uh, oh that's another video I got to put up too. Uh, Daniel Jones, everyone saw that big uh, play where he uh, literally was running untouched to the end zone and he tripped over his own two feet. What a uh, crazy huge, play that was. A huge fail. <laughs> By the he way, almost there's had my it. Next, there's my next video too. So I'm surprised uh, he didn't go for that one, actually. That would have been I did, good. The reason why I didn't do that is because the, um, the both teams were undefeated at the time. And that was to tie the game because it was a big, big game. No, and, it's a much more meaningful yeah. game. And yeah, no, that, and that and play was next, crazy. And honestly, I just got an idea right after we're done with this to do the next video. I'm actually excited to do that. But uh, yeah, Daniel Jones was was not good. That play tripping over his own two feet. Eighty yards just to trip. Yep. Oh my god! And he and, actually ran faster than Lamar Jackson on that play. He ran over 22 miles an hour. Yeah, he was no, just going yeah. too fast for his own good. 
He was going really fast. He tripped over his own two feet. It's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. If that doesn't say 2020, I don't know what does. Yeah, and then he gets in trouble for going out potentially when the COVID time just to like make matters even worse. Like it's yeah. just a complete mess for him. And he's giants. Do they need to move on from him? Who knows? We're going to have to see what happens after all this craziness. Will they get, will, will they take Justin Fields maybe if they get a chance or if they get ahead of us for Trevor, I feel like they can't pass him up, but that's a discussion for another day. Eagles get an ugly win after Evan Ingram basically gifted the Eagles the dub by dropping two huge passes. One leads to an interception. The other one kills the Giants' momentum and gives the Eagles the ball back. Right. Evan Ingram and Chris Hearns in New York tight ends stock completely down. Terrible. Oh, my God. The, the thing is – And I have Evan... both of them on one team, too. That's the worst part. Do you now? That's uh, That's – oh. Yeah, uh, in terms of Evan Ingram, he is so versatile. He could do many things, but he's got stone hands, man. That guy just does not catch the ball consistently, and that's a problem. And the other thing is he can't stay healthy. And it's a that game was one. All he had to do was bring it, look the ball into his hands, tuck it in, and the game's over. Giants get that win. Eagles take a loss, but a great pass. Yeah, gave gave the giant that gave the Eagles hope. And when you look at the rest of the game, the Eagle Carson Wentz has taken a lot of flack, especially from me, how he's played. But he really, in this game, played absolutely phenomenal. He was 25 of 43, 359, two touchdowns to throw the interception. Boston Scott, remember the name, ladies and gentlemen. Boston Scott, he had 12 carries, 46 yards. And you ready for this? He caught the game-winning touchdown over uh, Jabril Peppers. Uh, three receptions, 46 yards, did score the touchdown. Uh, for the the Eagles, their receiving core is so depleted, even though they did get uh, what's-his-name back, Deshaun Jackson. He did leave with an ankle sprain, and he's out for the year. And uh, Richard Rodgers, the tight end, formerly with the Packers, he uh, led the way with six receptions, 85 yards. Uh, Travis Fogham, he's been really, really good, five receptions, 73 yards. Um, when you look at this, Greg Ward, five for 42, Deshaun Jackson at three for 34 before getting hurt, but it's just not all there. And, but the Eagles found a way to get it done by one point. And when at the end of the game, the Giants still had hope. They still had it, but Brandon Graham did what he did in the Super Bowl against the Patriots three years ago. And I hate to bring it up, but it was the exact same play strip sack and a recovery by the Eagles. Eagles win the game 22, 21. But it's just an ugly, disgusting um, display of football. Watching that game, it was gross. Uh, I, I was just really I, – I watched the game. It was interesting at the end. You know what? Two bad teams going down to the wire. But going forward, yeah, this division's really bad. It's not going, looking good. Um, both teams have a lot, a lot of holes and a lot of question marks. And definitely it's going to uh, – uh, see what's going down with that but yeah that's all i have to say with the with that game just a crazy thursday night yeah, game. i mean the nfc east is just like a complete dumpster fire and we're gonna have to have a deep discussion as the season gets closer to the ends like how many wins they ends up having like what the nfl should do about it maybe in the future to avoid a situation like what we might see because like they don't deserve a home playoff game whoever wins this horrible division really has no right for a home playoff game it's just embarrassing yeah, no, absolutely not. It's disgusting. Absolutely filthy and pitiful. Ugh. 
So how about we go the Lions-Falcons? I can't believe what happened here. This is so Falcons, it hurts. So Todd Gurley tries to go down before he reaches the end zone to give the Falcons a dub. Like, they win the game, no questions asked. I believe the Lions had no timeouts left at this point. So Gurley falls into the end zone. He realizes it way too late, though, because – they let him go, and he, like, goes in. Then he's like, oh, wait, I got to stop. Like, he should have just went down. Like, I don't know what took him so long. Yeah. He just, like, falls into the end zone. Of course, the Falcons' defense ensues to give it up because why wouldn't they? And it's just absolutely pathetic how this team finds ways to just lose. The Falcons invent ways to lose. They like, give up leads. You know, crazy stuff happens that shouldn't happen in normal games. They can't stop the clock properly. They don't even know how to hold their defense. Whatever they need to stop just doesn't get it. And it's just an embarrassment. Like, I don't even know what to say at this point. It's laughable. It's extremely comical. It's this team just can't catch a break. They get rid of their head coach. Things might be changing. No, they're still the same Nothing's Falcons. Changing. Nope. It's <clears throat> disgusting. This game, when you look at the stat standpoint, it was a pretty decent game. I'll go to the Falcons. Matt Ryan, 31 of 42, 338 with a touchdown. He, he didn't play that bad. Todd Gurley, 23 carries, 63, scored two touchdowns. Yep, and that one I told you about, uh, which you still can't believe. I, he, the game was over. All he had to do was stop at the one. He literally fought. That would have been a good breakdown he, video too. And what? There's another one I could do. I got a lot more. I could, the, another thing with uh, when you look at – um, Todd Gurley, when he fell, literally the ball broke the plane. So it was it's it's an embarrassment. And so you're sitting bad. there, it's a minute, there's 66 seconds left, a minute and six seconds. And you're like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? That's too much time. And Especially so, for a defense that can't yep, stop anyone. Exactly. But I'll tell you what, Jules, in terms of receiving. Eight plays, 74 yards, a minute and four seconds. Like, how? How are you that All bad? it took was a minute and four. They had – um, 66 seconds, and all they needed was 64. Unbelievable. But with the Falcons, Jules, you look at Julio Jones, your boy, eight receptions, 97 yards on nine targets. He was absolutely sensational. Calvin Ridley, five for 69 and a score. Hayden Hurst has been a godsend for this Falcons team. He's been very good. Six receptions, 68 yards. Russell Gage was a nobody the past two years. He's really stepped in as that third receiver. Six receptions, 54 yards. But other than that, it's the Lions just, you know what? When their backs up were against the wall, they just did what they had to do and found a way to win. Matthew Stafford was very good, 25-36, 340 and a touchdown. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to say this in terms of this game. I don't understand why they just don't have DeAndre Swift literally in on every play. I'm pissed about this too. Thanks for bringing this up. I'm getting really, I'm getting really irritated by this. Uh, DeAndre, listen, we all respect Adrian Peterson, what he has done for, done in the league, one of the best running backs ever. What he does, I get it, but the guy is ancient. You have a young stud, a young buck, a young thoroughbred horse in the barn, and the horse is in the back. Okay, <laughs> and what you got, and all you do is you only let him roam a half of the time. This guy should be averaging at least 25 to 30 touches per game, okay? He had nine carries for 27 yards, did score a rushing touchdown. Um, Adrian Peterson led the way with 11 carries for 29 yards. Come on. 
It's ridiculous. But Kenny Galladay came to play six receptions, 114 yards, absolutely tremendous. Marvin Jones, this might be, you know what? This might be Marvin Jones' last game with the uh, Lions. You never know with the trade right. deadline. We got a Marvin, lot of stuff with the trade yep, deadline. A lot I'm of gonna guys have, might be on the move. Yep. I'm going to have an article coming out tomorrow about uh, players on the move, where they could end up, what teams will be buyers, sellers. So got some more I think stuff. the Jets like are buyers. We'll see. We'll see. You'll see. <laughs> you will definitely see tomorrow in my uh, prediction article. But yeah, no, Marvin Jones was, has really not been – a real contributor this year. This game, he was tremendous. Five receptions for 80 yards. Danny Amendola, all reliable, just keeps doing it. Three receptions, 62 yards. TJ Hawkinson, five for 59 and scores the game-winning touchdown. Even uh, DeAndre Swift at four receptions, 21 yards. But that is just only 12 touches for DeAndre Swift. Need to see more than that. Lions get a win. They're three and three. They're 500. The Atlanta Falcons are just really, really bad. And here's a prediction. In my opinion, I think the Falcons should really look to um, uh, offset some of that money they have to take care of in whether it's on the defensive side. I could see maybe uh, if a team calls about Grady Jarrett, they could take care of that. Maybe Deion Jones, linebacker, very underrated, very versatile. But this team is just so bad. The Lions aren't good either, but the Lions do what they have to do to win. And this game is just – it was disgusting. Um, when you look at it on paper, before that, we thought maybe the Falcons, maybe this is the chance where they turn it around. It was just not the case. And things for in Atlanta look really, really bad. And Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, is just really, really – and the thing is, too, you want to hear something funny? Arthur Blank went down on the field when the, Lions, when the Falcons scored the touchdown with a minute six left. He did that one last time. You remember when he came on the field early? I don't think we need to really bring it up anymore. Yeah, uh, Arthur, needs to, he needs to stop drawing blanks. Every time he goes down oh, the field, his team go. gets blanked. Yeah, I'll have some fun with him because he's been horrendous. He has to be beside himself with this garbage product that's been displayed so far this year. But Falcons are irrelevant as much as I like Jones and all that. But – there were some great games. We had a few barn burners that we definitely needed to discuss. There were four that really stood out to me. But we'll go with Bengals and Browns. That game was craziness. Odell well, tears Odell his ACL. Be- lose Odell Beckham for the season who had torn ACL. And then they have the crazy comeback. They win it late. They on yep. the last play. Baker with five touchdowns, just the critics up for a week. Joe Burrow throws for over 400 yards, three touchdowns, just continues to dominate out there. Kareem Hunt, 76. Even Rashard Higgins shows up. Six catches, 110 yards out of nowhere. Yep, Rashard Higgins really came to play. Harrison Bryant, the tight end. Who the hell is Harrison Bryant? Four receptions, 56, and two scores. It was – Yeah, I don't even know who that is. I think he's a – yeah, he's the backup tight end because Hooper couldn't play. But, um, yeah, that, that sucked. But, yeah, no. What you're saying, absolutely. Um, they lose Odell for the season, torn ACL. But um, Higgins really stepped up. Jarvis Landry, five receptions, 48 yards. Need to see a little bit more from him. Yeah, Juice Got- has been very disappointing. And, Jules, the guy who caught the game-winning touchdown for the Browns, was Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's a rookie from Michigan. 
uh, at Michigan. They didn't really use him that much, only in plays like that. Interesting. So uh, the Browns really caught a, a find with him. I think with Odell being out, you could see a lot more of him. And um, if you've noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, Jules, the Browns do better when Odell's not playing. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that as if the Browns should um, look to trade Odell once he gets healthy that, or that, something. That's, uh, and that, and that, that might, Baker's I think that play. might be inevitable. I, I'm, and that Baker might – they need to see how it looks if he does better with that Odell. Someone was saying, why can't he make it work with him? Because he forces it too much maybe. I don't know. Does he feel pressure to get him the ball? He shouldn't be worse – with Beckham on the field, it should be better. But I don't know. We're going to have to see what happens. Obviously, this is a small sample size, and the Bengals do stink, but he really showed up without them. And this was his best game of the season by far. So you got to see if he can build on it. And if he keeps finding the success without Beckham, then you got to consider moving on. Yeah. Um, but oh, um, Baker Mayfield really in the beginning really struggled through the interception. He was 0 for 5 with the interception, then just turned it around with five touchdown passes. Looked absolutely tremendous. And this team going forward, an- another um, thing. Now you look at them, they're 5 and 2. Can I think that they're a team to, you don't want to play them down the road. If they're going to play like that, you're in trouble. But in terms of the Bengals, when you look at them, yeah, the 1 5 and 1, but. Joe Burrow has been anything and everything this team could hope for. 35 47, 406 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Uh, no Joe Mixon, so they went with Giovanni Bernard, over reliable, 13 carries, 37 yards. Joe Burrow had six rushes for 34, did score a touchdown. And boy, Tyler Boyd has really just taken over this team. My God, I love this kid. 11 receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown on 13 targets. A.J. Green. A.J. Green looked like himself the other day. Uh, the other day, yes. Yeah, seven receptions, 82 yards on 13 tries. T. Higgins, the rookie from Clemson, five receptions, 71 yards, and a score looked good. Giovanni Bernard, five receptions, 59 yards, did a great job and a touchdown. Yeah. And, oh, Mike Thomas. Not Michael Thomas. Mike Thomas. <laughs> comes to play he had two catches for 54 yards but I'm going to tell you this with the Bengals in terms of them yeah they're one five and one but this team does have a future this offense has weapons on it they look really good but I will tell you this I do expect them to still trade uh AJ Green I think that's something that they're going to really look into definitely makes a lot of sense and while we're here the trade deadline is what day exactly the trade deadline is a week from today Okay, so we're going to be very – Tides Tuesday is going to have to switch to Deadline Tides, Tuesday probably. Tides Tuesday is now Trade Deadline Tuesday. The The show is going to be huge. We'll have trade all Trade Tuesday, the there we go. Trade Tuesday, yep. <laughs> we're going to have that. We'll have what team won trades. We're going to have everything, you admit. We did this for the past two years. we got a lot to talk about. I hope it's an exciting and busy deadline. I know, but I'm going to have a lot to talk about as well because I know we're going to be trading a lot of players for draft picks probably. So I'm going to have to give you my grades for our moves and all that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we're going to see what we're going to definitely. Well, you and I have a lot of time. Honestly, I'm nervous. Yeah, and we'll get to that soon. I'm nervous though, like what we're going to end up doing, what players we're going to end up giving up. Like, I don't know. Joe Douglas just wants to tear this thing down. Like, no one's safe. I mean, it's going to be a scary time. 
Yeah, he, you never know what he's <laughs> going to do, what uh, old Joe is going to do. So, Well, but, we're going to have to see. That's another discussion. But how about this one? Steelers, Titans, and this one lived up to the billing, the Battle of the Unbeatens. Roethlisberger throws three picks, but the Steelers still get the dub. 27-24, the only undefeated team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Conner, 80, no touchdowns. Juju and Deontay Johnson both had 80-plus and Deontay had two touchdowns. Claypool was very quiet. This yep. is the first time in a while he was shut down, really. But the Steelers, man, that defense, they, they just win and they find a way. And Tannehill has no turnovers, plays a pretty decent game, but it's not enough. Derrick Henry, 75 and a touchdown. They held him in check. A.J. Brown was the real problem for the Steelers' defense. Over 150 yards and a touchdown. He finally busted out after having some injury issues. That was a good sign for Tennessee for sure. He accounted for the majority of their offense and more than half of their passing offense. So A.J. Brown really had himself a ball game. But it wasn't enough. What a great game, though. Steelers, best team in the AFC right now. What do you think about these teams going forward? Oh, these teams going forward, I think that the sky's the limit. I think the Steelers, everybody wanted to sleep on them. I said this since day one. I think Can they that, make the Super Bowl, the Steelers? Yes, yes, they can. My brother says that too. I still don't, I'm not all the way in yet. Like, I don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl, but I can I th- see them I going think, far. I think this is a team. Listen, if, I think with that offense they had, Ben is big Ben. If he doesn't turn the ball over like he did, he had three interceptions in this game, but he had two touchdowns, three picks. But this team – just is just clicking and the offense looks good the the receivers are lights out the running game with James Conner is great even with Snell and the Steelers defense even though they they did let up uh points in the second half to the uh Titans this defense is still lights out they're they got great pass rushers with TJ Watt and uh Cameron Hayward Bud Dupree uh their secondaries lights out too no one talks about Nobody talks about Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden has really reinvented himself as a shutdown corner for this defense. And That's Minka a good Fitz, point. And Minka Fitzpatrick is Minka Fitzpatrick. He's a Jersey boy. He came from uh, – And Jay all day. Yep, you know that's all he is. But and, the Steelers, that was a great trade for sure. Oh, Steelers won that trade. What a tremendous trade by that team. It really changed the defense for the better. And when you look at it, Jules, like you said, yeah, I'm looking at the Titans – Offense, uh, Tannehill, 18 for 30, 220 and two scores. Derrick Henry did have a touchdown. Twenty, He did have 20 carries for 75. The Steelers did limit him to a point. You could only do so much. But A.J. Brown, I'm just going to tell you this, A.J. Brown in the next two years will be a top 15 receiver. He is that good. He is. He does everything. It, you're, what you're, any of your team's receivers could do, he'll do better. That's just what he is. He doesn't get his respect. He's getting his respect now. Corey Davis in on this team is just – I really thought when Corey Davis was drafted that he would be a lot better than what he's played. He's shown signs of being really good, but then we've just seen inconsistency. Um, on this team with the Titans, the one thing – Jonu Smith, let's put out a missing – there's another tight end. Uh, missing he got injured, report. I think. He got – did he? That's what I, I heard. The one no. thing with John, the John, with John o. Smith is that uh, I just need to – in the beginning of the year, he was lighting it up. He did get hurt, but when he came back, he's the type of guy who's so versatile he should be getting more than what he has. But 
Yeah, now, only four targets. Yeah. It's not really insane, but no. In terms of the Steelers, I will tell you, Big Ben, the three interceptions, that's unacceptable, and it didn't cost them. But what I saw, he did play well. And Deontay Johnson, remember the name, everybody. Deontay Johnson is the reason why, in my prediction, Juju Smith-Schuster will not be a Steeler. And Claypool, too. In 2021. I mean... Yeah, Claypool, of course. Claypool was a good, has been really good. Didn't do much this game. They really took care of him. What's that? To the drafts of them, man. I mean, Mims Um, might be good, but, like, Claypool's great, man. Well, everybody – yeah, I I look at it, too. He would be perfect in the Patriots. uh, A lot of teams passed on him, though. I think it was a speed issue. Like, the size and the measurables were there. I think they thought he was too slow. I think – Mims is faster, but, like, I don't know. I think the one thing when you look at Claypool, a lot of teams – Looked at him. Actually, I don't know if it was speed. I'm not sure what the problem was because I thought he was relatively quick. Yeah, no, he's he's not that slow. He could do many things, and they use him versatilely. But yeah, a lot of teams looked overlooked him, and you know what the Steelers didn't. The Steelers' uh, scouting department for wide receivers deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah, he ran team. a four four two. I take back that statement. That was no, not he, the issue. Yeah, no, he. I think what they did is I think. The, just a lot of teams saw other receivers over him, and I think a lot of teams, including ours, look foolish for letting him fall down there. But I will say Deontay Johnson, I love what I see from him. He's very good. Juju had a great game after uh, last week not really doing much. Uh, Eric Ebron's starting to get really, really involved with this uh, with this offense, and that's bad news for teams because they don't throw to Vance McDonald anymore. Um, but going forward, the one thing is – you got to really prepare. It's pick your poison with this offense. It's like the way I view the Steelers offense is how the Falcons offense was in 2016 when they went to the Super Bowl. It was pick your poison. And um, they put up points on the board like a pinball machine. That's one thing that I see about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. The sky's the limit for them. And this was a bad loss for the Titans. Steven Guskowski missed the Game time field goal, but you know what? They're gonna hold their heads up. They're gonna be there. They they so much talent offensively. Only problem with the uh, Titans is their defense. Their defense is not very good. Obviously, that you could see. But other than that, the Steelers, the sky's the limit for them. They are arguably the best team in the AFC, definitely. And right now, they're playing themselves into the only first round bye that will go. Yeah into the AFC. Right, I forget because the new format's so interesting and strange with only one team getting that by. So that's going to be something to watch for, and they are the team that would get it right now, and they're going to have a big matchup with the Ravens. So that's going to be yeah. something to watch that we'll talk about Absolutely. more. Um, well, actually, that's up in the air. We're going to have to discuss that too, but we'll get to it. So another big game was Panthers-Saints, and the Panthers gave the Saints everything they could handle, but – the Saints got away with the victory, of course. I mean, Bridgewater was decent. The Saints shut down Mike Davis completely. Um, he had 12 yards, you know. Bridgewater was actually much better than decent. 23 of 28, two touchdowns, 250. So everyone excuse me for contradicting myself. DJ Moore had 93 yards and two touchdowns. Robbie Anderson, six catches for 74 yards again. This is just getting ridiculous. I'm so irritated with this. But I got to give him credit. He's been playing great down there. Bridgewater, Rule, Anderson. Sounds like a winning formula to me. Yep. But um, Saints get it done. Drew Brees was pretty good. Under 300, two touchdowns. 
And then Kamara played a good game, 83 on the ground, and he caught 65. So right around 150 all purpose. Of course, the big story here is Michael Thomas again not being able to play because another injury took place. And there's been speculation about his trade status as well and all this and that. But I know the Saints have a dead cap hit, I think, of $20 if they were to move on from him. Yeah, is that correct? So I don't see this happening, really. No, I think no, 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 no. And, and it was reported that they didn't even receive a concrete offer because teams aren't even believing it. So No, it's not going it, to happen. It, it, that's, just, that's just a reporter doing that for clickbait, I feel. Yeah, a lot probably. of these – you're going to hear within the next few days a lot of trades that are going to sound completely asinine. So, um, yeah, with this game, the one thing I did – Teddy Bridgewater, everybody was hyping this up. Oh, it's a revenge game for Teddy. He didn't view it that way. He just said it's another game for him. He he enjoyed his time with uh, the Saints, and he knew his time in New Orleans was limited. He knew. Yeah, that. I didn't view it like that either. Really, he, it was kind of just, just like a game. But I, I think you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I love what I saw from Teddy Bridgewater early on in the year. It was hot and cold. First game played well. Second game, they don't even have uh, Christian McCaffrey. Which, by the way, he's coming back this week. So there's an upgrade for the offense. He's right playing there. on Thursday for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, he's oh, practicing. Damn, and there's, that's a tough it, one for me. He's probably going to be there out there There goes Mike playing. Davis, so I'm going to have to scrabble, so, of course, against yeah, you. So yeah, so right now he'd okay. probably be playing. But um, oh, with this, with this, yeah, no, the Saints really shut down Mike Davis. Really definitely. The rise and fall of Mike Davis. Yep, Mike Davis had a It was Davis a nice a, ride, Davis. He, Thanks he for what, your contributions, brother. He did what I'm gonna he had to, to do. I'm going to have to cut you soon. It's a real shame. So, yeah, so other than this with the receiving core, DJ Moore finally getting into it, two scores, Robbie Anderson, and a lot of teams are saying this, Robbie Anderson's a number one wide receiver potential. He's really changed that oh offense. God, he gives them a different dynamic. This. this is so stupid of but, us. I'm so mad. Yeah, so with the Panthers, sky's the limit for them in terms Higher of the Gase because he got better when he left Gase. Yep, AG after Gase. Um, AG is working for Tannehill. I Anderson. It's working for everybody who leaves him. So, uh, uh, Drew Brees, 29. Like you said, Drew Brees did have a good day. A lot of people have been knocking him. He had a nice. Myself included. Exactly. And me too. I agree. But he did have a nice game. Alvin Kamara, of course, he's always going to kill it versatile. This team really knows how to get him touches, and that's the way of a winning uh, formula. One thing with this is, you know, yeah, they didn't have Michael Thomas, and he just worked with what he had, Traquan Smith, uh, Marquise Callaway, uh, Jared Cook, who I said to sit. He did have one touchdown, but other than that, he three for 32. It was okay. It was serviceable. He was good enough. He was good, good enough. Yeah, good enough. He was definitely – he was good enough. But other than that, yeah, this game uh, – Coming touchdowns dependent, though. I don't like that. Yeah, it, it was. Not a good thing going forward for Cook. No. Yeah, no. He's he Jared Cook. Um I think when Michael Thomas comes back, then you'll start seeing his production go up. Okay. But it depends yeah, on when he comes that. back. Yeah, I need Cook to be good because Hooper's injured, so like that's all I have now. Yeah, so, I don't so have it's choice, gonna be but the best game of the day was the last game and the only game I was able to actually watch. I only saw part of it, but oh. and you did your fantastic breakdown of the DK Metcalf. I'm glad you liked it, brother. That, mean, that the, means um, the world. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was going to like it. Come on. <laughs> DK chased down Buda Baker on this crazy pick. And I that, just can't. You, there's a couple things here. You have it good. I can't believe 
Wilson threw that pick to start. Oh, that you want to know what's crazy about thing. that? Do you know that's the end zone where he threw the pick to Malcolm Butler too? Oh, wow. I forgot the game was in Arizona. I, it, literally, was it? Yeah, it was the end oh, zone wow. where he threw. And literally when I'm watching the, the game, hell? I'm like, when he's when I'm watching the game, I'm like, oh, this is the end zone. And he lobbed <laughs> it up and I saw Buddha. I'm like, you're an idiot, Wilson. Come on. Damn, I, well, yeah, well, I'm really stunned with this, but I have to hang on the rim a little bit after I say this. Wilson, three picks which is really shocking. Has he ever been done that in a game before? Yeah, he's done that before, but he just, this game, Not you know what? He, one thing he was doing, he was pressing a lot this game. He was really forcing the ball. Threw it he, 50 times. And the one thing, yeah. Because Ran that's for also, 84 yards, too. I mean, my God, he went off a size of three picks. Tyler Lockett, 200 yards, 15 catches, three touchdowns. Good Lord, if you were playing him in fantasy. Uh, I'm just going to tell you this. There's been a lot of chatter on Twitter that they would let go of Tyler Lockett. Those people need to stop talking. They don't know what they're talking about. Tyler Lockett's not Wait, Why going. would they let him go, boy? That's No, there's been a lot of people today like, oh, Seattle needs a corner. There was some nonsense about uh, Stephon Gilmore being traded for Tyler Lockett, and I was like, all right, stop it. Just stop yeah, it. They're not letting – first off, that, that trade value is unfair, and also why would they trade Tyler Lockett after he just had the game of his damn life? I mean, like stock will never be higher, but still, that's not how it goes. Russell Wilson. All I'm just going to tell you is he did have the three picks, but this guy is the MVP. And there's a lot of chatter with Brady, how good he's playing. Yeah, with the weapons, and you know how much I love Tom Brady, no matter where he is. See, T TB twelve six. There you go. Still representing that. But uh, the one thing with it is Russell Wilson's just in a league of his own when it comes to the MVP award. I just think he's really playing at lights out the three turnovers yeah it's not good but he did what he had to do Tyler Lockett is one of the most underrated receivers in football I don't care what anybody says he just does anything and everything for this team uh DK Metcalf the highlight of the night was save that touchdown saving tackle he had where he ran I I might add, 22 to... miles an hour I can't... From opposite side him and Daniel Jones needs to have a foot race since he was faster yeah, and <laughs> the one thing to – I listen, Tyreek Hill is the fastest ever, but literally Tyreek Hill, I want to see how fast miles per hour he runs because it's definitely – it's. I will say this, it's up there. I, I think it might be a little bit faster than what they ran, but yeah. DK Metcalf, in my video, if you laughed, I knew you – I bet you probably laughed when I said, look at the thoroughbred horse running. Yeah, that was so, a good laugh. So but, that, that – yeah, but DK Metcalf was shut down. Other Patrick than that, Peterson yeah, there was job. really nothing for other uh, for DK, but that was some play. But I have to hang on the rim and say I called the upset, baby. I said Cardinals were going to shock the world, and they did it. Was it pretty? No. Was it conventional? Absolutely not. But the Cardinals shocked the world. They gave the Seahawks the first loss, which I was waiting for since you have the traffic, of course. But Zane Gonzalez had a great day, except he missed that field goal that could have sealed the game before overtime. But um, I'm happy for the Cardinals. This is a big win. Kyler Murray, three touchdowns and ran for 67 and touchdown. This guy's unbelievable as well. He's, he's so he's quick too. DeAndre Hopkins, 10 yards, 103 and a touchdown. You know how those two have been going. So a great win for the Cardinals. And they are in the division race, only one game behind, and they've won a the game against them too. Edmund really showed up to that that day too. Oh, he's the bell cow, by the way, with uh That's- with um Kenyon Drake being out for a few weeks with his ankle. Uh, oh. So if there's any 
pickups for fantasy anybody wants to chase Edmonds because this guy's been really fitting into the way they're doing the, this no, offense. I'm going to have to monitor that after this video, I he's, think. He's definitely somebody it's to waiver wire Tuesday, so we got to get those claims in and see if you get them. Yep, exactly. So I'm definitely exactly. going to hit that. That's a great one for sure because he was fantastic. Even Larry showed up a little bit, 62 yards and eight catches. So that was a welcome sight. Uh, Larry so, Fitzgerald also went over 1,400 receptions too, second all So now my main question from this, we know the Seahawks will be fine. They just stubbed their toe a little bit. Like yeah. I'm not worried about them. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. as much as I want their pick, I know it's not going to be ideal, but it's better than nothing. So Cardinals, are they for real? Are you all in? Yes, I am. I like what I see. I think we've seen glimpse of bad, but that when it's good, it's good. This team is going to beat you so badly offensively. I just thought of a crazy possibility. What's that? We could have four playoff teams from the NFC West. Yeah. It's, it, that's how, that's tw- well, how about this, 2020 for you with that? That's insanity, just how good this division is. Arguably yeah. the best division in football. No, because they all have – what's the worst team? 49ers at 4-3? and three? Yeah. Or did they have their bye already? 49ers, uh, did they have their bye? I don't think so. Uh, no, I had it right. The worst team is four and three. Yeah, it's four so and that's, three. That's the complete opposite of the NFC East, obviously. So imagine we get all four, and then we have a, a six-win team from the NFC East. Like that would just be insanity. Yeah, it would be just but really. That's a crazy. Who knows? Maybe. So, so we'll go through the other games. They're not as fun, really, but we'll get through them, obviously. Um, Cowboys, Redskins, Cowboys. Wow. I don't even know what to say at this point. They're entering uh, our territory. Luck, luck is definitely not in Dallas. Let's just put it that Andy way. Andy Dalton goes down, and I don't even know who the quarterback is now. The the Luch- here, I'll tell, I'll tell you the guy's name. It's They said this. He was like, a, I think he was undrafted out of, uh, I forgot where it James was. James Madison. Ben? That's why they made the joke with Keith Pete McPherson because he went to James Madison. <laughs> so Kyle was like, you might as well play. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> yeah, so that's insanity. It really uh, is. Zeke Elliott, the one thing with Zeke is Zeke said, put this team on my back, 12 carries for 45 yards. Not really uh, going to do much with no. that, with the stat line. Amari uh, Cooper, seven receptions for 80 yards, led the way. Michael Gallup, nothing. CeeDee Lamb, nothing. Uh, Andy Dalton left because of the hit. He's got a concussion. You don't know what's going on, but he was nine for 19, 75 yards. Kyle yeah, Allen really played well. 15 to 25, 194. And Antonio Gibson, what a coming out party for Antonio Gibson. 20 carries, a buck 28 in the score. JD McKissick, 5 for 35. Peyton Barber, 10 for 34. Terry, Terry McLaren. What's his nickname, Jules? Terry, what? Scary Terry. Scary Terry McLaren. <laughs> seven, fantastic. Seven for 90 in a score. He's just absolutely sensational. This team, other than him, they're really lacking uh, help on offense in the receiving core. They're going to be in the market for a receiver, I definitely think. Logan Thomas, four receptions, 60 yards and a score. But other than that, that's it. Uh, but I will tell you this. This game was ugly, and Andy Dalton goes down. Danucci at quarterback, I don't see any. The Cowboys, two and five. The, the Washington football team, two and five. It's so bad. It's just ugh, absolutely disgusting. I don't have anything really much to say except the Cowboys are in a deep puddle of trouble. Yeah, they are. And 
I don't know who's going to win that ugly division, but I don't think it's going to be the Cowboys with their quarterback situation. I think, and they just traded Everson Griffin, so you could tell they're looking to go another direction potentially. I think they're smart, though, honestly, because this team's not going anywhere, even if they win the division somehow. Maybe it'll make sense for them to reload, get rid of some money, try to reset next year. Hopefully, Dak comes yeah. back healthy for them or whatever, but. Yeah, it's not the year for the Dallas Cowboys. They're not no, going anywhere not. fast. Redskins won't either, honestly. They just aren't as bad. That's what happened here. Yeah, no. I mean, the Redskins aren't great, but they're not terrible, I guess. I don't no. know. But um, So Packers, Texans, this was a cakewalk. We don't need to say much about this, I don't think. We knew this was going to happen. Packers win by 15. Rodgers, four touchdowns, just like clockwork. The only thing that was upsetting here was our boy Aaron Jones didn't play. But, but you I did, did a great job with Jamal Williams, so you helped us out. And Devontae Adams just shows he's not from this earth with 13 grabs, almost 200 yards, and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, give that boy respect because all he does is produce. And this team, he's the only literally thing right now that's going well in that receiving core, and he's just lighting it up um, with this. And he, he deserves more respect because other than that, who's – who is um, Aaron Rodgers throwing to? Mar- uh, Valdez Scandling is nowhere to be seen. Uh, Robert Tanyan is the only is reliable that? option. He's their tight end. <laughs> oh, that's a tight end. Oh, that guy's actually decent. I just don't know him that He's well. He's not bad. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ease up on him. You're right. But, yeah, Devontae Adams, really good game. Jamal Williams stepping in, really did well. 19 carries, 77 yards. And a touchdown, four rush, four receptions for 37 yards over 100 yards all purpose. Uh, really filled in great for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones should be back this week, fingers crossed. But yeah, we need him. In terms, real quick, with the Texans, uh, Deshaun Watson, 29 to 39, 309, two scores. David Johnson had a receiving touchdown, but a rushing 14 for 42. Um, Brandon Cooks really did well. And the receiver who you didn't think would have a big game did. Randall Cobb against his old team, eight receptions, 95 yards, really played well. Will Fuller, three for 35 in the score. Kenny Skills with 234. And remember, with the Texans, their receiving core, their entire receiving core, I might add, is up for a trade. And I'm told, and it's been confirmed, that the two most reliable, two players on that team that will most likely get traded are Will Fuller and Kenny Stills and look for the Patriots and Packers to look at both of them. Interesting. And it would be good landing spots for both players and the Texans. Yeah. They need to blow it up as well. You know, nothing's going right down there. The team's an absolute train. They're going to need help. And to make things worse, they have they don't have their draft picks, as we've stressed. The Dolphins have their draft picks, which is not good for me or you, because that's going to help the Dolphins dramatically. Right. And yeah, not outstanding that they no. have the Texans draft picks. And they have their second rounder, too. They're going to get two studs because the Texans are incompetent. So that's not what you want as an AFC East fan. That's not a Dolphins fan. But that's where we are. Yeah, that's where we are. But a few more games up there. We'll go to this one. This one was a blowout. Uh, the Buccaneers. There we go. And the Raiders. And the Raiders did stay in it early, but then Tom Brady is just on a whole nother level. And I might add, uh, Max Kellman finally ate his words and admitted that he was wrong, that Tom Brady didn't fall off a cliff. Max Kellman, you are a clown. Okay, so... Oh, he actually finally came through and yeah, said I he, was he wrong. He said it. He said I was wrong. Tom Brady didn't fall off the cliff. 
finally yeah, admitted it. But Is footage of this? I got to see this. Yeah, it's on um, first take. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, to find this. <laughs> Tom Brady, 33 of 45, 369, four scores, absolutely sensational. Leonard Fournette, 11 carries, 50 yards. Rojo, 13 carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Tom Brady had a rushing touchdown. But on the day, who was leading the way? Scotty Miller, six receptions, 109 yards, and a score. Chris Godwin, nine catches, 88 yards, and a score. Chris Godwin is out this week with a broken index finger. Rob Gronkowski, five receptions, 62 yards, and a touchdown. I'm tired of seeing the Gronk spikes in Tampa. It really breaks my heart. Leonard Fournette really did well in the receiving uh, in receiving stats, six receptions, 47 yards. Mike Evans, only two receptions for 37 yards. They got a, I don't know why they, they don't – Tom doesn't go to him a lot more. He should be having a lot more than that. Oh, and also this week – they're getting a Antonio Brown back to practice after this week. He will be eligible to play. So the rich Crazy. get richer. And Godwin's and, went down too. Yep, Godwin went down with the broken finger. So this week he won't play, but AB won't play either. So next week they're going to have all three on the field at once. And if this team doesn't make the Super Bowl, there's something wrong with them. But yeah, uh, we might be there to see it. So that'll yeah. be good. Well, we'll be there. It depends if the Bucks are there. Yeah, no. Oh, well, 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 we'll be there. We'll see if the Bucks host it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Derek, real quick, Derek Carr, you know what? I'm still going to give this boy respect. He, he, he is really playing well. Uh, 24-36, 284, two touchdowns, an interception. Really working with not – you know what? He's been doing everything and anything he can due to the injuries. Josh Jacobs, 10, 10 carries, 17 yards, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Also, Julian, one player who really has stepped up with his new team, Nelson Aguilar, last year was rated the worst wide receiver in the NFL. That's changed this year. Didn't he have a big drop, though? Who, Nelson Aguilar? Yeah. I didn't I, – I don't think so. I think he, he – five for 107 yards and a touchdown. Oh, I already had but a big drop, but he he's must, still doing I didn't better. see that, but I wouldn't be surprised with him. But – uh. He really has stepped in and really been reliable for the Raiders in their uh, limited receiving court. Darren Waller, six for 50, a score. Renfro, four for 42. Henry Ruggs, two for 35. But other than that, nothing really much with the um, Oakland Raiders and the Buccaneers are just rolling right now. I'm just upset about Rojo because Fournette came back and then Rojo lost his swag. So I don't like that too much. Me neither. I'll be honest with you. I like what Rojo's been doing. I think – I've said this, Rojo is LeGarrette Blunt. I feel he has that potential, and they really need to uh, give him the ball more and let Leonard Yeah, Fournette he should get it more than Fournette. Like, come on, we got to stop playing here. Uh, I mean, 13 carries to 11. Rojo didn't have his best day, but Fournette outgains him. It is, hopefully they can still use Leonard. So Look, let's just do what's one real, quick. Cause Jules, real, 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 real quick, what did you tweet today? I, and I saw this. You you said and I quote, "Am I right? You want the Bucks to go to the World Series and then uh, to go to the Super Bowl and lose? Did I say that right? Yeah, I want them to get. Well, I'm just telling you this: if the Patriots and it looks like this, Patriots don't make the playoffs. I'm going Bucks all day. I might even. I'll tell you this: I'll ride that. I'll ride that. Rise! I'll ride yeah, that all day. Because it would be hilarious if Tom Brady made the Super Bowl and lost it after all that. I that's think if that's the case, if lose. that's the case, don't be surprised if he retires. That's no, draining. I can see him going back for the more saying, I don't, I'm not satisfied. I need to win it still. 
He's a sicko. He 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 won't stop. Uh, nobody he... knows that more than me. I, I want, <laughs> but here's the thing: I do want to see Tom win a Super Bowl. But when it's not with uh, the Patriots, I mean, it's gonna break I, I my heart. I want to see him win another one, regardless. But, but it would be a fun time and fun vibe if they oh, made it. Absolutely. That's why I wanted oh, to make it. But oh like, yeah, if it's they gonna lose, be awesome. It would be hysterical because they would just be. So another great. thing I'm gonna tell you about, bro, is I'm writing an article about this city of Tampa, how it's just turned into champ. Uh, success in the sports world here yeah but. it's just because you came but that's why it's because oh. as soon as you got down there the lightning went it all tampa bay rays go to the world series unfortunately and now you might see the bucks in the super, the super bowl, bowl a long way to go but they have a good Which shot has never hosted also, a super bowl also this it's unrelated but the basketball in Florida also made the finals, even though it's the heat and it's not Tampa it's, Bay. It's just but a Florida. What's going on? Florida's becoming title town, although they they might be one and three. Who knows? Right now they're one and one. Could fall to one and two tonight. But well, we'll have to see. We will have to see what happens. But the ne- what was the next game, bro? Jaguars and Chargers. Oh, okay. You I how, mean, what do you well, what do you got on this? I'm gonna say that Justin Herbert's the undisputed truth. Had oh, he, 400 he, he, all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. He's, um, he's a stud. Gardner Minshew did okay. Robinson's been a fine for the Jaguars. I don't know where this dude came from, but he's been a solid running oh, he's back. He's been tremendous. Year. 120 in a touchdown. But, look, these are two terrible teams. There's not much to really get into with this. It's like a fact. We were right about the Chargers being better, obviously. They, yep. they have much more talent. Can the Chargers get a – themselves together and maybe string together a little rally. You know how they start slow sometimes and then they get hot towards the end of the season. Although to Herbert's been good, but this Chargers team is so fluky and weird. They find like weird ways to lose. Jacksonville, we already know they're in the race for Trevor. Really not much to say about them. Yeah. Do you think the Chargers have any shots to pull together this year? Yeah. Or do you think two, it's a lost abso- cause? Absolutely. They're two and four. I think that Justin Herbert gives them the best opportunity to win. You see it. This kid is the undisputed truth. I love that word, undisputed truth. <laughs> uh, Keenan Allen has really benefited from this. He had ten receptions for a buck twenty, one hundred and twenty-five yards. Uh, the one, the one player that's really taken a step back, I feel, is Mike Williams. But they got to play. They got to start playing. Yeah, he's better. so hot and cold. You never know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, that's the problem. But Keenan Allen has been so consistent. That's one. Thing with this team another thing with this uh defense of the chargers they don't get enough respect but they got to play a lot better i hype that jules you've t- i've said this and you've heard me say i hype up this defense that they're underrated with the, with bosa ingram they lost derwin james again it's unfortunate what happens with him but they got casey hayward chris harris so many players desmond king all these guys on that defense and they just can't put it together they got to be a lot but i think going forward definitely that they could definitely make a run and definitely get one of the last spots in the uh, playoffs. I agree with your statement about the defense. The playoff spot, I'm not sure about yet. I haven't looked at their schedule. I don't know like what that entails, like what they're going to have to get over. But, I mean, we've seen them do it before, so I'm not going to completely rule it out the table. Well, stay in that division. Chiefs, Broncos, I mean, this was just a clinic. Although, <laughs> when you look at this score and you see how the Chiefs scored, you kind of be surprised. I mean – the offense doesn't really jump out the page of you only under 300 yards of offense. Have Mahomes you, know, have you noticed 200. something lately? They've been winning like weirdly. They find different ways to win, and that's what the good teams do. Yeah. But this offense that just got Le'Veon Bell, who had six carries for 39 yards. They're, we miss you, Bell. The, yeah. Uh, 
kills me that he's on this team. Uh, but if you've noticed a lot, it's just they they should be blowing people out. And and Patty Mahomes is not putting up eye opening numbers, and no, they're six and one. What not. does that what does that tell you? It means well, they're going to be absolutely fine, and that's why yeah. I'm not buying into the Steelers yet because I think the Chiefs are still going to be better than them. I really do. I, think I still the- think the Chiefs are going to go back and do what they have to do. I think they're just bored right now. Honestly, I think <laughs> they're, they're just bored a little bit. Just I play- think they're just going through the motions think, a little bit. I think the Chiefs are playing hee-haw and they're still winning. Yeah, that's the thing here. Well, this like, week with the Broncos, they were playing hee-haw. Yeah, for sure. So they get a pick six. I believe they get a kick return. They have a few field goals as well. Mahomes um, just 200, like you said. Clyde edwards Lair, 8 for 46. But not not too great a day from him. Even Tyree Kill, 6 for 55 in a touchdown, set the pace basically. But, yeah, this was just a clinic. This is kind of what we expected. But it's not – it's not. It's what we expected, but it's not how we expected it. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, exactly. When I look at this, when I look at the stat sheet, I think that Travis Kelsey against this horrendous Broncos team should have put up at least six or seven receptions over 100 yards in the score. But they really played him well. Uh, even though they lost by – they got destroyed, they limited him and Tyree Kill to under 100 yards. So that's one uh, positive. But Drew Locke, um, I'm very high on Drew Locke, but turns the ball over a lot. He had two interceptions. Phil Lindsay, uh, nine for 79. Melvin Gordon comes back, 17 for 68 and a score. Um, Noah Fant comes back, doesn't really do much. It's this other tight end, Albert Ukwa. Boonam or whatever his name is, who had seven for 60s coming out party was against the <laughs> Patriots. But you see Jerry Judy's not really doing much. It, it, they need – this team needs to be a lot more – they have the playmakers. They just got to put it together. For sure. And the Chiefs is a big mismatch with them. Obviously, they, of the, course, their talent yeah. doesn't match up at all. But, you know, it's – um. The Broncos, they have a bright future. This year won't be their year, though, obviously. Yes, they, do. But, they definitely do. Um, the, we only got one more game now, Monday night. And I didn't watch too much of it because it was a bad game. Rams-Bears was pitiful to watch. I mean, the Rams exposed the Bears. Um, we were questioning how good the Rams were because they had just beaten up on the AFC, NFC East team. So right. those are the only wins. So now they show a little bit something. Although – you can still question the validity of the Rams because the Bears' offense is just so anemic. But how are the Bears five and two? I'm not really sure. Still, uh, I just don't know. I, I just don't get it either. And everyone, even all the analysts, all over, are saying how is this team five and two with an offense that bad? One thing I will tell you that Nick Foles said something really interesting this morning. He I'm really said curious about that. This. Um, Matt Nagy will give the play call and. Nick Foles will know it won't work. He knows this play won't work, and Wait, he what? still runs it. Yeah. Goes, <laughs> Are you serious? No, he said, like, Matt Nagy, <laughs> Matt Nagy will give him the play in the headset, and Nick no way. will literally be like, this play's not going to work, but okay. I feel like Darnold does the same thing with all that of Gase's no, plays. I think it's – yeah, literally every play is like, why are we running a screen on th- – uh, why are we running a screen on third and – uh? Yeah, but, bro, like, this is the thing that gets me with that. And I get mad at Sam with this, too. Like, although Gase actually said he didn't have the power to audible something, which is really asinine to me, which is even like, oh, my God, I can't even right now. But, like, why in the world, if Nick Foles knows the play is bad, 
and he admits that it's bad. Why wouldn't he just call it audible and make the play good? I don't understand. Why are you going to uh, run a play if you know it's bad? I don't understand this either. I think they would Sam. Like, when, why? When I read that this morning, I'm just like, so if you know the play won't work, why don't you just change it at the line of scrimmage? Nick, you're yes. a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Don't you're sm- and yeah, you're that's a smart worse than guy. Sam because Sam's that's, only a third year quarterback. That's but like, come it's on just now. it's just uh and when you look at it, uh Nick Foles just wasn't good. Whoever they put in that quarterback, it's just not good. David Montgomery is so inconsistent. 14 carries, 48 yards. They starting to use Cordell Patterson at running back. Um Allen Robinson was their best receiver, four for 70. Uh Cole Komet, the uh, rookie tight end from Notre Dame, two for 45. Jimmy Graham, five for 31. Anthony Miller, three for 20. That's it. That's basically it. And when you look at the Rams um, offense, you look at Jared Goff, uh, didn't really have to do much, 23-33, 2-19, two touchdowns. Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown continue to play over Cam Akers. Cam Akers put out a missing persons report because that guy is nowhere to be found. Uh, uh, Cooper Cup, six for 43. Josh Reynolds, four for 52 and a score. Johnny Munt, I don't know who that is, three for 47. Uh, Gerald Everett, Jules, four for 28. Oh, yes, we got to talk about the Everett story really quick before we get going. Go ahead. So here's the story. Here's how it goes. I was up, I want to say, seven points or eight points. I had Tyler Higby playing, and the other person had Alan Robinson playing. So I'm chilling on the Twitter spear, good old Twitter, of course, and I see that Adam Schefter tweets that, Higby's inactive. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to lose this game if I don't get a tight end to replace Higby. So my first thought is, is Everett available? And of course, luckily enough for me, 10-team Dynasty League, by the way. So I'm actually almost surprised because like, there's a lot of roster spots in there. Um, so I scoop up Everett. I'm like, all right, let's do it because I literally had no other option. So he ends up getting a touchdown, like you said. 12 points, and Allen Robinson was dormant because the Bears' offense was so bad, he only scores 11. So, Gerald Everett outscored Robinson, and I got the dub. What a story. Yeah, you know what? The, what, what only that happens, Jay. Yeah, gets a touchdown for you. There you go. You get the win. Um, yeah, this game, I'm just – there's really not much to say. I think the Rams' defense really is really looking good, and a lot of people aren't talking about it. Yeah, that's but a good point. The Rams' defense is really good. And one reason why is Jalen Ramsey's really changed that secondary. That guy, since getting paid, has really changed it. And the one thing, he's not only a great cover corner, he's very physical. He's not afraid to hit you and literally knock you the hell out. And literally, this team, uh, the sky's the limit for them if Jared Goff could really just keep it consistent. And they got to figure out who's going to start running the ball because it's too uh, – um confusing and inconsistent but you know the boy genius may be found a formula to make it successful again in los angeles yeah you know final shots i'll take here parting shots and then we'll get going because the world series about to start and we did wrap up the week but i think that the rams will be a playoff team which i'm surprised to say because i didn't think that before the season started so like i've come around the rams but they're not going to go too far, I don't think. Like, I'm not completely no, sold. Not I'm, ha- I'm halfway sold. Like, they'll make it. Maybe they'll win a round, but, like, nothing more than that. No, no. Yeah, I agree. They'll make the playoffs, but they're not Golf going still far. isn't good enough to take the Rams where I need to go. 
No. Unless no, their defense so. just carries them and like just uh, goes off. I don't off. see that happen. Nah, I don't. They, yeah, their defense not. is good, but it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, what's like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald just like flex up and just like destroy the whole league. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that's a, that probability is very, very minimal. All right, yeah, I don't think so either. So here's what's going on, everyone. I have some news to report, and it's some personal news. Yeah. So tomorrow. We're going to come back for baseball, most likely, I would think, unless something crazy happens. It's 2020, so you never know, I guess. We should be on the air tomorrow. And we're going to have a special guest as well, hopefully. But this is going to be the last football show for me this week, potentially, because I'm going surgery on Thursday, so we won't have our normal Thursday picks. Bobby may go solo, or we might do it later in the week. But Thursday is actually Falcons-Panthers, so that works out for us. That game's not that relevant, at least, so that's good news. But going forward, I'm going to do as much as I can, but I'm going under the knife on Thursday for a meniscus, so hopefully it goes well. Yeah, uh, like I said, Julian and I, Julian's getting another knee surgery. Uh, very, very unfortunate, but you know what? It's a minor setback for a major comeback, as they all say. So, go. like I said on the air, for people who pro- – if you don't know Julian and I's uh, relationship, then you don't really know how we are. Julian's uh, not only my best friend, but a brother. He's family to me. And, you know, like I said, you know, I'll be – Julian and I talk every day. So, um, definitely on the air here, I definitely wish you the best in your surgery. I'll I'll be texting you before the surgery and definitely after to see how uh, – it definitely went, and you know what? Just get better. I'll be up in three weeks. I'll be able to sit with you. That care package is on its way, and uh, yeah, we'll see what's going uh, what's going on. But you know what? It's n- nothing really uh, other than that. But yeah, Julian's getting getting some work done. That's it, and we'll we'll still be here doing what we have to do. But like we said, we wish you the best in getting your knee better. Thank you so much, brother. Um... I just, I'm, t- I'm a lot of loss for words, all the stuff you do for me and all the support you continue the show. But hey, we'll be back out there tomorrow. So this isn't the last one until I go down. But I will come back, as Bobby said. I have spoken. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to end uh, Tides Tuesday. So once again, catch us, our, all of our content on grunttalksmlb.com. Catch us on our Twitter account. Um, GT Sports Talk presented by Grunt Talks. My personal Twitter account's btomps81. Have a lot of news with football this week, especially with the week of the trade deadline. We'll have news. And Julian, take it away. Yes, thanks, brother. I am Julian Gallardi1 on Twitter, Julian Gallardi11 on Instagram. Grunt Talks MLB is our YouTube channel and our website. Also, catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, GT Sports Talk. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a fantastic night. Yep. See you later, brother. See you later, bro.